Hi, this is Kiki. I am doing a raw podcast, meaning that I'm going to let all my kids' disturbances and all the things that's happening in my house at the moment just happen because I have to talk about the homeschooling. A lot of people want to know more about the homeschooling and I'm going to give you as much details as possible. I do things differently. The reason why is because you have to look at your, start with your state. Look at what your state tolerates. If your state don't tolerate you homeschooling, you can't homeschool. Because to me, the drama is the drama. I don't like it. Don't want to be around it. Don't want to have anything to do with it. Because I don't and I won't have another person just like me in a meat suit telling me what I can and can't do with my offspring. If I take the pain, the suffering of nine months and I do the work and they come out and then you feel obligated to dictate it over a contract that you can say whatever you want. Matter of fact, that's not possible when it comes to separation of spirit and contractual obligations. So this is the thing. When it comes to homeschool on my side, I want to see who my children is. That's the first thing I'm thinking. I don't dictate how you do it. That's not what this is about. However you decide to do it, it's totally up to you and it's fine. But how I do it is, again, I start with, I want to see who my kids is. I want to see their personalities. I want to learn them first. I can't force something into their minds and you can showing how public schools do it, but you still can't because some of the kids don't learn the same. The way they take in information is all different. So some people can go to school and never learn anything, just the stuff they want to learn. So taking that into consideration, that's how I look at my children. Each child is different. Each child has a way to be approached. And then, yes, you have the bias situation. You're being their mother. You think everything about them is great. But in homeschool, you have to separate that. You cannot look at your child like they're the greatest thing ever. In homeschool, you have to be everything to them. You have to, if you feel a certain way, you have to bring it to them. Because how are they going to learn on the outside when they go out there and they start meeting the public school kids or they start meeting the private school kids or any kids whatsoever, they're not going to understand these behavioral traits and situations or events that they all encounter. So what you have to do is make sure that you don't hide those encounters. A lot of problems I feel that children have growing up these days is parents don't have the boundaries correct. We're like, oh, I'm going to hide everything. We're going to hide the sex. We're going to hide everything. I'm not saying at five years old, give sexual information to a child. That's insanity. But what I am saying is when they're old enough To know, stop being scared. At that point, you will make them into something by giving them the wrong information or omitting information that they really should have at their disposal. It's like a tool belt. I've always been taught this. You want your children to carry a tool belt. And in that tool belt, you want as many tools that you could put in there and you could fit in there that they could carry without being weighed down. And you don't want to turn them into you. 
Our time has come and gone. Their generation is totally different. And it's about time most of us accept that. I'm a 79 baby. So, of course, I'm talking to myself. In 79, we didn't play. My mom didn't play with me on any level. It was shut up, do as I say. Who are you talking to? Don't make me beat the hell out of you attitude. That's it. That was belt moment. You talk bad. It, it, and if we she driving, it slap you until you see stars. She does not play. When I was old enough to drive and have a child, she was willing to slap me while we're driving. That's the type of mother I had. And I grew up really strict, really restricted parties. None of that. My mom didn't play that with me. I was a girl. She's like, you're going to act like a girl. You're going to be in your place as a person. You're going to know your lane. Well, for my children, I'm combining that attitude with the attitude of you are going to be a decent person. You don't have to be what I want you to be, but you're going to have to be a good, decent person because I'm going to give you the tools to be a good, decent person and have the knowledge of what a bad person can do. Now, when you start with good and bad, it's bad that way. It is to do it that way. But at the time when I start with my first child, I didn't have the knowledge of it. I didn't have any information of what was going on. So the point is, is this. If you have a girl, you you have a boy and the girl is underneath the boy like the boy is the oldest. The boy will have the responsibility of showing who he is to that girl behind him as in siblings. Now, take into account all levels of this. The sibling that's the oldest will pave the way for the rest of them because they're going to automatically look up to him. Now, you have to keep that in mind as you're talking to your boy, as you're raising your boy. You cannot sit there and act like that doesn't matter because when that person goes out to live their life, the siblings that are left are going to look at what he's doing and say, well, I can do exactly what he can do or why did he get away with that or what's going on? And that's factoring into your homeschool. Now, the way I do it, I make sure the oldest do exactly what he wants and lives the way he wants. Why? Because I get to see what would he choose? What does he want to do? What is his mindset? And why? And I put astronomy, astrology, behavioral traits, psychology, everything with this. Because I'll read a book. If you, anytime a parent can read a book or you have an excuse to read a book, it's during homeschool time. When you're on those weekends, you got some time, read those books. When you're posting, doing your work remotely, read those books. Now, I don't rely on just books because they're just books and they're dated. So what I rely on is behavioral patterns. I look at my kids' patterns and I judge them by their patterns. And I write it down and it's all in a journal. And I make sure that when they do something very big, I mark it on the calendar and I put it in my journal. And I record certain things 
and tell them. I let them know I'm recording. Now, I keep in mind also the reason why I tell them since we're on the recording part to record as many conversations as possible. You can be talking to someone on the phone. Always, when you're on the phone, have a witness. Always. Never talk to someone alone. Because even companies record for a reason. No matter what you say, it's safety first, especially with your children. So my kids are taught, I don't care who you talk to, have a witness, put it on speakerphone, always have a witness. That's step one. Always record if you can't. If you can't absolutely have anybody by you, take a recording device, which I give them mine, and record the conversations. Why? Because there's a lot of people out here that gaslight. There's a lot of people out here that are manipulating. And those type of people can take away something very easy from you. And the corporations doesn't make it any better. Because they'll contractually, verbally lock you into something. So always record. And then the second is the behavioral patterns. When we go out, we go out together. We can find a person that, like my kids, they'll easily find someone to talk to. Easily. But when they start to talk, they talk like adults. So if they are talking to someone like a child, that child is looking at them like, why are you so advanced in your conversation? It's uncomfortable for them. And my child, my especially my youngest, no matter what, he makes the person feel comfortable. He's kind of a flirt too. So I have to say it, Pisces. He's, he's a little flirty little thing because he's innocent with it. It's, it's cute because he looks at, and I, I take notice to things like that. And you have to, you can't shelter your child. You can't cover things up. He's adorable. He's 11. So when he, and he's been doing it since he was born, to be honest with you. And it's just a natural personality trait that I took notice to. And I'm like, huh, you have the potential to be a playboy. So I focus on those areas to try to give it more. I wouldn't say steer him away from it, but I would say I give him the positive to enhance that area instead of taking that area and just ignoring it or pushing it to the side or making not a big deal of it. I take it and if he's like showing more of a flirtatious, what I'll do is take it and say, well, instead of (laughs) what he doesn't know he's doing, uh, instead of flirting more like hi and let me tell you why I like you. I'm going to use my words instead of my actions. Instead of that extra smile or that extra touch, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to put too much of that smile there because I don't want to make you uncomfortable. What I want to do is say how I feel, which is you're a beautiful young lady or you're a beautiful person. I like how you are or I love how you make me feel without feeling embarrassed to do it. You're furthering the agenda towards love. You're making another person feel comfortable and you're making them feel welcomed. Instead of attacking them and making them feel very, very uncomfortable with the way you display your behavior. So with my middle child, she's, she's, um, (laughs) she's a Capricorn. So very intelligent, 13. But very, very, she's like her mama. Gossipy, because she will say it. She will tell how she feels. 
And she does it in a very stern manner. She says what she says. She means what she's saying. Um, doesn't mean you can't talk to her. One thing I love about her is you can correct her. If she comes at you and she's like, I said what I said, you can turn around and go, that's great, but this is what I'm actually saying and this is what you're missing. She's like, oh, I like that. She'll think about the approach, but if she thinks that her way is the best way because she feels comfortable and she didn't like the end results, she'll still take her results at the end. But keep in mind, she's heard what you said because she'll act it out later. I like that. Now, (laughs) when it comes to arguments or picking, she is impish. So instead of encouraging that by laughing at it, like we sometimes parents do, thinking it's cute. I turn around and tell her the implications of it. And if she can't fight or don't want to sign up for karate, then we're going to have to talk about how she can address a person a lot better than to make them upset where they want to fight her. So we talk about the steps to take for that. That that has worked a lot. It calmed down how she approaches people. She doesn't have an attitude. She's not angry anymore. And I found out most of the time they're angry because there's stuff to say and they don't know how to express it because it's really elaborate emotions for their age. They have these real powerful, intense emotions that they don't know how to express. So instead, they just take the emotion that comes quickest, which is anger, to express themselves. So that's pretty cool to understand that and I feel honored to be able to know that and then my oldest (laughs) he is the most laid-back person growing up really didn't have a problem with him as much I mean he cried and he done what all, all children have done you know thought I can get away with something talk whatever off and on but what I absolutely adore with him is the fact that he does love his mama he has shown that And that when he's upset, he's upset. That's fire sign power. He's an Aries. Fire sign. Boy, oh boy. Aries. I love him and I hate him at the same time. There's a love and hate between me and Aries. But with my son, when we argue, we argue tough. It's not that, oh, I'm simple. You know, you stole my grits and I'm mad about it. No, it's don't make me have to get up and start fighting you attitude and he's 23 I'm too old to be fighting my child so I'm talking to him and I'm thinking to myself this is the real challenge right here because you got an adult that doesn't understand that you can't in his generation I think it's millennials they can't approach my generation the way he thinks he can my generation is all about that fight We're all about that. You humble yourself and we forget we need to humble ourselves as well. But when it comes to the Aries, he's my real test, because when we get into it, that Aries is I don't care. I'm going to shut you down. I got my points. I say what I said. I don't like that because I'm Gemini Scorpio. That don't ride with me. We don't we don't do that. So. When it comes to the conflict in astrology, when it comes to the conflict of behavior patterns and traits, when it comes to him being a male against a female, when it comes to him understanding the lifestyle and his appropriation and his, I would say, foundation there, 
He needs to have details of everything. So I sit there and I'll walk him through it. I'll take him outside. I'll show him the living situations. I'll say, this is what you're supposed to be doing right this moment. You make the choices. You're an adult. Which direction would you like to go? And he told me what he wants to do. Now, by telling me what he wants to do and showing me how he wants to do it is beautiful because he walked through it with me. We sat there. We talked about the, uh, the way the government is set up, the way the estate's supposed to be set up, the way you're supposed to be as a trustee. He's the oldest, uh, the administration of it, of the trust. We talked about the secretarial positions, everything. What does he want to do? Now, by him being the oldest, he has helped me with the business. Most people that know that have targeted him for that reason. He does the research. He does the paperwork. He does the copying, which that's a lot of copying. Some of these pages can go up to 3,000 and more on pages. And the research itself, you're looking up legacies. That's not easy. I don't care who you are. Unless you're like an orphan, even then you might have, which you can find, you might be able to find a connection. And if you do, that's a lot of paperwork. So he knows that. He has been doing it since he was 16 years old. And that's all he knows. He's been learning, I'll say that, researching, developing since 16. So... Now he's acting it out because he's old enough and he was on disability because of the fact of the corporation. It's hard to survive when you think when people take the government as hurting you because I had to get that out of their mind because they had people influencing them growing up. That wasn't me that would sit there and complain about things. And I said, no, disability is to help what is really there. He had learning disabilities because of the things that was done. Those shots and everything. They, they was like, oh, it's nothing wrong with the shots. Sure. We're not going to go down that road. And then on top of that, it was the things that was fed to the people that was in the food. Then it was the schools. The indoctrin- indoctrination of it where people were like, oh, no, you have to do it this way. There's no other way. It's like, Really? So where do you think they popped those schools from? It came from the private households first. They were teaching their children how to farm. They were teaching their children how to work inside their homes first. It starts within your household and it works its way out. It's not the other way around. You know, they learned it from somewhere. This just didn't appear. So... When I talk to them and show them and we sit down and we find the books and we look it up online or I'll tell them in the middle of the day, look this up, grab this information. You're going to need this. And I train them in depth on what they want to do for their position or their research. If they're researching something, try to research it this way. My son has been doing things for a while when he gets upset. Like every other child, he'll half ass something. He'll not put it together right. And then he'll do it out of an attitude. He's not going to be perfect. Your child is not going to be perfect. Me, I feel like I have to do something perfect when it comes to myself. Nobody thinks like that except Virgos and maybe Leos. 
um, could be Capricorns, those type of behavioral traits are mostly known in that area. But when it comes to other people, they just want it done as long as it's done, you know. So my son, with my personality, was going to clash because I want it perfect. I want it done to the fullest capacity. He's like, look, I got things to do. I have a life to live. I get it. This is your life. It's not mine. And that's what you have to accept. When they come to an age, you cannot force that on them and say, well, you have to. Then you step in and say, let's change that. What do you want to do at this point? Do you want to change positions, professions? Do you want to go out into the public? What do you want? And if they go, no, I just need this, this, and that. Listen to your child. Listen to them. See what they're saying. And if it's not what you like, change it. Adjust it. Talk to them about it. Tell them it's not right. If you don't think it's right, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. But to take over their life and they have a life of their own, that's not our job. That's what I believe. That's how I live. It's not my job to create a duplicate of my life. I had my time. So that's a brief introduction into how I do homeschool. And thank you guys for asking me that. I'm Kiki. Thank you for listening.